Hello and welcome back to another episode of that podcast. My name is Ryan Janke and as always, I am joined by Dana Mashevsky, Pastor DJ Laura, and the Reverend Dr. Senior Pastor Paul Cross. Yay! Well, that, that, that was an introduction. <laughs> How was it? Not bad. <laughs> well, I was like, she's not going to pick that thing up. No, she did a great job. No, Dana's side. You, you, no, I, it was all. It was. It was. It was fine. You know, the appropriate yaying on on uh, Pastor DJ's uh, part. Uh, Dana's uh, timeliness uh, was good, and and your enthusiasm I almost missed it. Was except you didn't almost miss it. You hit it spot on. You did well. <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah. So yes, you know, I I just came to a conclusion here. Well, yeah. no, I won't. I'll, I won't say anything. I'm just. I'll. I'm. I, no, continue on. Okay. Well, this is this episode is all about you. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's frightening. But before we get into all of that, there is a noticeable elephant in the room. Yes. Someone is not here. Oh yeah. Was it on purpose? Well, or, I don't. Or or sheer accident. Uh, uh, just oh, sure. you know, I don't believe in I don't believe in coincidence. You don't believe in coincidence. You know what? One thing uh, we do have a little housekeeping before we get to that question. Okay. Uh, this the uh, probably including uh, last week's episode, or not even last week's, just a couple of days episode. Uh, this is a cleaner, uh, nicer, less gory and violent uh, sort of. Um, uh, what's did, the word? Did Ryan I'm looking just have a stroke? I'm no, not exactly I don't, sure. I don't even know what you're talking <laughs> it's, about. It's going to be a lot like Pulp Fiction with these next four episodes oh, because they are going to be. It, it's you're going to have to listen to one to understand what the last one was, and then the last one you're going to hear about things that already happened but didn't quite happen yet because we have recorded. We have like four episodes that have been recorded, but. As we record them, the urgency of one that hasn't been recorded yet sort of ramps up a little bit. And if you've seen Pulp Fiction, you'll understand what I'm saying. That's all. You're going to have to watch Pulp Fiction <laughs> to understand what you just said. Unless you're under 18, then don't, please don't watch it. That's right. I don't want to be contacted. So, so what you're saying is that the next four episodes are like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah, yeah, because uh, <laughs> you're going to hear things like, uh, uh, yep, and so this episode has already come out, but it hasn't been out yet, or things like this. So just so you know. Right. Yeah. Foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. Oh, you mean where I broke the fourth wall? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one of them. Okay. <laughs> Breaking fourth walls? Yes. Looks like some walls have been broken here. They haven't been fixed yet. <laughs> when was the last time I was here? That wall's not changed a bit. It looks every bit as disheveled as it always it, has. Is that the elephant in the room that you're talking about? Uh, I, I was I was talking about a, a noticeable absence. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Because Pastor Cross is here, and suddenly... All of a sudden... Suddenly I'm in the wrong seat. Yeah. So, yep. Sarah is not... Uh, she she decided not to participate today. Wow. I wonder why. Maybe it's because of the unkind things I said about pumpkin spice <laughs> lattes. We, and, um, that, actually, Sarah, uh, today, Paul broke down and we all have pumpkin spice lattes sitting in front of us uh, as we record. This, this would be a lie from the pit of hell. <laughs> Uh, Don't do that. Th this would be a lie from the pit of hell. And um, uh, yeah, absolutely. Which is where pumpkin spice lattes are from. It's where it started. You know, it's where it started. Uh, this is, uh, you know, 
America has not been the same country it has been in the <laughs> times past since the introduction of pumpkin spice anything. Yeah. And so I'm just going to say right up that, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the reason of her absence is that, that she, I've, uh, the other day I was at a, a certain large uh, wholesale uh, uh, retail outfit and uh, they had replaced uh, one of my favorite protein drinks, uh, which is banana uh, flavored, uh, but uh, they, they have pumpkin spice uh, version of this protein drink. Growis. And and I, I, I looked at Sarah showing her the picture of this stuff and I said, it's because of your ilk this has happened. <laughs> That's and, people uh, like uh, you. People like you. See, people of your ilk have brought this about. And so uh, probably the reason why Sarah is not here is that she is still licking her wounds for my, my uh, 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 you know, <laughs> True and righteous attack on the uh, pumpkin spice. I hope Sarah listens to this I hope she does too. You know, I have nothing to fear. Uh, (laughs) By the time she's back, he'll be gone. You know, as I said, if I if I have a bunch of decapitated pumpkins on my lawn, I'll know where they came from. But in any case, no, she's just gonna fill it with like pumpkin spice cups. Pumpkin spice. She's gonna go buy that protein shake and then just put it in your yard. You know, I saw a pumpkin spice spam. Uh, what? Yes. Uh, no. Uh, yes. Yes. They will turn anything into pumpkin yes. spice. Sir. And, Do not and question. The 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 all time favorite was uh, I was in uh, the capital city of uh, of Wisconsin, uh, uh, which is not Cheesevalia, but uh, it's uh, Madison. Uh, and uh, uh, but I was in the capital city there uh, last year about this time and uh, visiting uh, uh, SMC 2.0, and um, she uh, uh, living there getting her 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 job done uh and uh there was a uh, a break shop that was offering pumpkin spice break jobs and i'm not making that up I have, not, i've seen that before you, oh gosh i had to take a picture of that again <laughs> this is the downfall of america you know people think it's the education system people think it's politics yeah, yeah. it's pumpkin spice pumpkin <laughs> pumpkin spice break fluid pumpkin I've seen spice it before. break fluid is just as i said what greater evil could there be yeah. uh, apocalyptic the, scenario it is an apocalypse. All that will remain is cockroaches, zombies, and pumpkin spice. Uh, let me ask you a question. You know, um, uh, what, what was Ichabod Crane afraid of? He was afraid of the headless horseman. <laughs> and what was on top of the headman head, horse, headless horseman's head, shoulders? Pumpkin. It was a pumpkin, I'm telling you. And when I was a kid, a little kid watching Disney, seeing that on whenever it was in October, that was absolutely terrifying. Far more terrifying than the dragon in uh, Sleeping Beauty. Yep. Uh, far more terrifying than that. It it, it 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 still gives <laughs> sure, me nightmares, sure. and uh, so yes, Jack Skellington, he's got a pumpkin for a head. Yeah. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't he? No. What is it? It's a skeleton head. Yeah. Well, who's got the no pumpkin one. head? Yeah, pumpkin head. No, no. <laughs> it's 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 the headless horseman. Yeah. He's got a pumpkin yeah. head. Jack Skellington is just a skeleton, like a skeleton. That's that's true. Well, that, I I'm gonna have to believe you, but I'm still gonna look it up. Does Zero have a pumpkin for a nose? Did did. This this, this skeleton head fellow, uh, did did Washington Irving uh, write about him? Is is that? I mean, are we talking about somebody that that's Tim Burton? Tim, Tim Burton. Oh, Tim Burton. oh okay. Yep. <laughs> Yawn. It, it could be a, it could be a pumpkin skull. Maybe that's what a a a, a, a jack o' lantern uh, skull would look like. That's. I think you're fishing, Ryan. That that, I, that I is. You, I love you, Ryan, but I, I think like, you're fishing. <laughs> Paul is right though. That's that's where the the, the uh, what's it called uh, Sleepy Hollow is that yeah, Legend of Sleepy Legend Hollow. of Sleepy Hollow yep, yep. 
and and the pumpkin for the head, the yep. the jack o' lantern, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, terrifying. Uh, Washington Irving, a great great author, and uh, I might add, uh, uh, you know, this this shows some of the sinisterness of <laughs> of how the artists at Disney portrayed this stuff. It, it would scare the pants off little kids, and uh, you know, I, I have nightmares still uh, about that sixty <laughs> some years later. Uh, thanks, uh, Walt, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> but I own all your stuff. <laughs> I've made you rich. Take Don't worry. Take all my money. You're taking all the money, man. Absolutely. <laughs> I got all the DVDs. I do. I, I truly do. And, uh, and and respect your copyright there. So Well, in <laughs> February, great. we went to Disney World. And one of my favorite rides um, in, in the Magic Kingdom is Haunted Mansion. I remember going yeah. and being on that ride when I was a kid in Disneyland. Uh, seven years old. Eleven years old. Did it this time around in my 40s. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the same. It's not nearly the same. It's not nearly as scary, except it kept like like glitching. You ever been on a Disney ride that glitches? No. I no. was on Universal Studios, but not Disney, just, no. I, I've never seen it. it I just think it was Pirates of the running. Caribbean in Disneyland. Like glitched for a little bit. And then we just sat in the dark for like maybe 30 seconds. Oh, wow. An eternity. Well, Haunted Mansion, it broke down four times. Wow. So we stood in line for an hour and a half, and then the ride itself should only take like four minutes, and it took <laughs> 20 minutes or something wow. like that. But it's not, it, it, it kind of ruined the- uh, The magic? The magic, because it's like, oh, well, that ghost just disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, 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 the ride that left a, a terrible impression upon my children, uh, particularly young Ian, uh, he barely was old enough and tall enough to, to go on it was the Tower of Terror. Oh, man. Absolutely not. Will not do it. I didn't go on that one. I wanted <laughs> uh, to, but uh, I did not. Oh, let me put it to you like I this. I took the express elevator. Yeah. Well, uh, let, let me just say this. Um, you know, Ian's eyes were as wide as soft. For, he was four. And he said, I survived the Tower of Terror. I survived the Tower of Terror. I survived the Tower of Terror. Yeah. I, uh, I, I am convinced the Tower of Terror is the reason why I had a pinched nerve in my neck for four months. Because as it was going on, I wasn't, I enjoyed walk, walking around and seeing all that stuff, but the falling and yanking, it, it jerks you back up and down. Mm-hmm. I, it wasn't fun. I was just going, ow, ow, mm. ow. Well, let's get back to the most uh, important topic: <laughs> exactly. pumpkin spice. You know, uh, 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 no, we're going to move. Seen Sarah DeYoung and pumpkin spice. Well, you know, as I said, uh, this this is a problem in America today, and because uh, they're turning it into everything. I mm-hmm. mean, goodness gracious sakes, a lot. Yeah. Next thing you know, you'll have pastors preaching on pumpkin spice this and and preaching a heresy about pumpkin spice. <laughs> sure. They sure. will. I'm You're still working on your sermon for Sunday, aren't you? Yeah, really. <laughs> and if, if the word pumpkin spice should appear in my sermon on Sunday, uh, well, then, then then you'll know that it's an imposter. Uh, <laughs> Watch out for the flying pigs. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know what? That's not the biggest issue. The biggest issue is really, uh, we want to celebrate you a little bit, brother. Dang, um, celebrate with us. So I have a couple questions I want to ask you, and this is kind of uh, getting to know Paul Cross. How many years have you been a pastor? I have been, I was ordained uh, the 25th of June, 1989. Now, um, Pastor Laura, who, who prides himself as being very Augustana-oriented and and very much sort of uh, an aficionado of the Augsburg Confession and all that sort of stuff. This is most certainly true. He, he, <laughs> he was not ordained on a day as auspicious as a Lutheran pastor as I was. <laughs> I was ordained on the anniversary of the presentation of the Augsburg Confession, uh, which is 
June 25th, just to let you know that. I am just, very just, impressed. In case you didn't know. So if, <laughs> if ever there was an appropriate, not, not Reformation Sunday, friends, no, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, the presentation of the Augsburg Confession. That is a truly auspicious occasion to be ordained as Lutheran. That was it 1989. Is. If you do your maths, uh, that is uh, uh, three years and two months, uh, 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 33 years and two months ago. Mm, so, so 33 years 33 and years. two months. Yeah. So, and that was my second career, too. So I, I've been yeah. doing it for a while. So, and, and, but prior to that, yes. prior to call to ministry, mm -hmm. uh, what, what was your career? I worked in the automobile repair industry. I worked for both in body shops. I worked in um, uh, insurance companies dealing with uh, crash repair of cars. Mm -hmm. And uh, something of which Dana's mother knows something about. She's, a little bit. Yes, indeed. Uh, but uh, so I, I did that for about 10 years. Uh, also, in that time, I, I worked... Uh, I worked primarily at a Buick shop, um, and I did both body side and mechanical side. I, I started out as an apprentice transmission mechanic. Wow. Hmm. And so um, um, <coughs> I really liked that, but there was no room for me there because the transmission mechanics that we had in it was not going anywhere. Sure. Mm. I don't, I think he resented the notion that he had to train me. Uh, <laughs> I really do. I, I think he really resented the fact that he had to train me because there was another transmission mechanic in the stall right next to him who was just always gone. He was never there. Mm -hmm. And so I would use his stall as, as, you know, and basically, uh, learn from this other fellow. But, uh, you know, uh, it was kind of, why did the boss bring this young punk on board to uh, uh, ultimately take my job? Mm -hmm. uh, I never did take his uh, job. But. I, I dare say that there is probably a long list of careers that would have been much better than re rebuilding transmissions. You know, the funny thing is, is that uh, there are some that are worse than I did, and one of which was being a claims adjuster. <laughs> that, that, that qualifies as much worse. Um, that, 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 you know, I, I preached a sermon on hell uh, not long ago, and, I, and I, I don't know about the, the various levels of hell that are mentioned in Dante's Inferno and so mm -hmm. forth like that, but, but being a claims adjuster for an insurance company it has to be one of them. Uh, <laughs> uh, there really is, as I said, there's just, you know, I, I don't know many happy claims adjusters. I, I'm sorry. I, your mom might be one day, and I'm not sure. But, uh, I know. you know, I, I'm not trying to get her in trouble. But uh, uh, it's 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 a, it's a, it's an unsatisfactory uh, uh, position because people are, are not happy hardly at all. Uh, I mean, my mom's been doing it for like 15 years, yeah, so I know. it must it, be somewhat okay. Well, well, she, well, she's good at it. I mean, obviously, it it's a skill position. You, you mm -hmm. need to have a, a lot of uh, understanding of cars. You need a lot of understanding of people mm -hmm. you got a lot of understanding of procedures and so forth so yeah I, I don't disrespect anybody that does it it's just it's just not pleasant work you want to know how like awful humanity is yes. and how dumb humanity is <laughs> yes he claims adjuster. he claims adjuster. He claims adjuster. That's find true. out why people hit a deer yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah but uh absolutely uh there there are some amazing things that but no as far as overhauling transmissions you know um I don't, I had uh, uh, the, the guy who was the, whose apprentice I was, uh, he was very good at it. And uh, I learned how to overhaul automatic transmissions, which for most mechanics is somewhat of a mystery. Uh, and, uh, but Jack was able to help me uh, understand uh, the workings of it, how they all put together and so forth. And so I wasn't bad at it. Um, uh, and, you know, I'm, you know, it was a different time. And, and uh, so, um, I mean, they're not like they are now. I mean, they're, they're whole 
different beasts now. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, now so, you plug in a computer, don't you? And it you know, you do need you, you do you. need uh, uh, computers and stuff like that. I'd be mm-hmm. lost. I, I wouldn't know. As I've said before many times, you would far rather me baptize your child than, than <laughs> you know, try to fix your car. Don't ask. Well, don't, a- ask, <laughs> don't ask. Don't ask. Don't ask. I you know, unless your car is a '72 Buick Lesabre. Don't ask. Right, me. right, right. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. a there's a fine window that yeah. Uh, yeah. you're the man to go to. <laughs> yeah, as I said, if Buicks from say about 19, oh, I can even go back in the 50s a little bit, not too far into the 50s, but from say 63 to about 85, I'm pretty fluent in Buick. Uh, but um, uh, are there a lot of classic Buicks in that time that people want to restore? Oh, let me tell you something. The the most beautiful. Um, American car was a snake. I owned one. It was an, and I'm a, I'm a Ford guy. Everybody knows I'm a Ford guy, but I own some pretty cool Buicks. I had a 1965 Buick Riviera Grand Sport. Uh, it would pass everything but a gas station. Uh, <laughs> it, it had, uh, it was a 425 cubic inch uh, nail head as they called them back then. Uh, but it just, just an absolutely beautiful car the most mm. beautiful american-made car ever cool uh not a lamborghini mara s but uh but uh, uh or Mura, excuse me pardon me all the purists out there uh, <laughs> but uh, not that that which is of course the the absolute most beautiful car ever made <clears throat> but um um uh, the Buick Riviera Grand Sport the 1971 and 72 Buick Riviera Boat Tail uh, uh, really cool car uh, the, the folks that like to slam them and make them go low and and uh, put hydraulics in that's that's definitely a, 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 a high art for a, a low rider I mean mm-hmm. as I said people make that and, and, and or throwing dubs on that thing that people out of that you'll see a lot of them with dubs thrown on them uh, the 73 has that horrible railroad tie bumper on the front it looks horrible but the back still looks nice uh, very nice looking back um, uh, a uh, Seven sixty nine seventy seventy one seventy two Buick Grand Sport. Mm-hmm. I had one of those uh, convertible. Man, I wish I had that car. The Buicks that I had, that I had, if I had now, I'd be wealthy selling them. Uh, the the Grand Sport four fifty five. Uh, uh, just ma- mountains of torque Fi- from the factory. Five hundred and ten foot pounds of torque. Oh. Uh, for those of you who like drag racing, I don't know if any of you, anybody who listens to the show like uh, the uh, uh, the Buick Grand Sport of that era was the A stock limit. Uh, uh, just, just, it just was a crushing drag racing car with 410 foot pounds of torque from the factory, and uh, uh, you know I would have killed myself in that car had I kept it because uh, it was just uh, obscene, obscenely quick and obscenely fast. And uh, but, um, and then I had a, um, I had a '73 Deuce and a Quarter. Uh, Electra 225. I, I, it was a two-door. I looked good in that. I did. It was big. It was massive. I mean, that thing was huge. Uh, I had a 65 Wildcat. Uh, uh, trying to think of what other Buicks I had. That, that, might, that might be the list. But, yes, there were there were some great uh, Buicks in that time. Yes. Um, wow. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> well, when you got ordained for ministry, what was the first church you served? Um, the first church I served was uh, Resurrection Lutheran Church in Weirton, West Virginia, a steel mill town uh, noted for being in two movies, uh, The Deer Hunter, a rather grim movie, and uh, the um, the homage science fiction horror film uh, Super 8. Uh, oh, sure. Uh, Weirton was uh, in that. As a matter of fact, my parsonage was uh, uh, in that movie, see, filmed in that movie. Oh, really? So it was kind of funny to see that, yeah. <laughs> but I was not there very long. Uh, w- w- that, 
struggling, struggling congregation, uh, uh, really, you know, no business being in business, uh, mm. didn't really have a, a mission other than it was, it was, it was a chaplaincy to about four extended families is really what it oh, was. Sure. And, um, there was another Lutheran church in town, oddly enough, uh, pastored by, uh, a guy who was a uh, year behind me in high school. Uh, so he was from my same high school. So, uh, that was kind of Curious. Went to the same church I went to, same yeah. Bible study I went to when I was a you know a young adult. So uh, well, and your first call would have been in the uh, newly formed Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, and they would say it that way too. Yes, they, they would. They, 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 they would say evangelical <laughs> to distinguish from people who are not evangelicals, uh, 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 and and, uh, and 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 you would always say Gettysburg instead of Gettysburg. Like, mm-hmm. Just drive me nuts. Just and silly little things. Just silly little things about that organization. <laughs> yes, as a matter of fact, I was among the very, very first ordained into that organization because it had just formed in April of that year, wow. and I was ordained uh, what two months later. So, mm. uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't know if that's a sign of anything, but you know, <laughs> can't can't condemn you for what you don't say. So, when you were um, ordained, just yes. just as kind of a little side thing. Uh, was it from a local parish pastor or was it from a bishop? No, 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 no. I was, uh, my, my, the pastor of my home congregation, it was at my home congregation, uh, and, and, uh, Pastor Bartell was there and, uh, um, uh, but, uh, uh, the bishop, uh, uh, L. Alexander Black was his name. Uh, he was present and, uh, did the, uh, ordination and, um, uh, so uh, it was uh, much in the interest of uh, uh, apostolic succession, the, the whole episcopate, <laughs> historic episcopate. Uh, very much, he, he was kind of that way, and that was kind of his deal, and so that's okay. I, you know, it doesn't matter to me, but uh, yes, I, I, uh, to, to uh, uh, reference a, a, a mutual professor of ours, uh, yes, I have the blue gas. You have the blue gas, <laughs> which is nice. It is, you know, it's so you got that going for you. <laughs> I do have that going for me. And, and here's the thing about that is, is that, you know, whether I care about it or not, it's immaterial is because I've been ontologically changed yes. with, by the blue gas. So it, it doesn't matter what I think. Uh, so uh, I, I have it. And uh, Well, and how tall are you? I, I was six foot one, but I'm getting old and I'm getting, I think I'm down to just a smidgen under six foot. But prior to getting the blue gas, you were what, like 5'10", 5'9"? If I was that, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe you know. <laughs> I, I, you know. <laughs> Dana, do you have any idea what we're talking about? I have about? spent the last, what, like 20 minutes just going, mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking I'm going to need references. Yeah, well, uh, the historic Episcopate is the idea that you got ordained by the guy who got ordained, by the guy who got ordained, by the guy who got ordained, all the way back to Peter. Uh, and there's certain organizations, certain churches that believe that that's important. Uh, and in order to... Uh, have fellowship with one of those organizations, which was, I believe, the Episcopal Church USA, who believed in that perspective. Uh, The group of Lutherans that I was a part of uh, pretty much uh, said, you got to do this. Uh, and, And there are people who thought that that was selling their souls and so forth. I was not among them. I, I, I could go either way. I really mm-hmm. could. As I said, this, this was not 
this was not the end of the world for me. Uh, uh, but there are who there are those who it was definitely the end of the world for, and they were going to say, you know, this isn't we don't like this. Uh, frankly, uh, the uh, organization of which I'm affiliated now was filled with people who this was the end of the world for them, and they weren't going to yeah. go any further. So for me to say that out loud, I can I can say that out loud now that gosh, I'm retiring, and so what's it matter? <laughs> <laughs> I dare you to try to fire me I or yeah, defrock I, I, me or I, I, whatever. I, I, yeah, I've, I've been daring them to try to do it in there because it requires it requires two Sundays notice and a letter sent to the congregation and a uh, uh, a sixty seven percent majority. And I said, as long as Rhonda, Ian, and I are at the meeting, I'm, I don't have to worry. So I'm <laughs> I've the done math the math is on my side. The math's on my side. Yeah, no matter what. No matter what. Well, it. not no matter what. There there are there, there are certain things that I'm sure Ian and Rhonda would vote against. Me. So there, there are certain things. <laughs> It's interesting that you, you speak about that, though, because, yes, uh, when it became a have to, yep. that's when LCMC was born. Absolutely. But prior to that, people were uh, in historic succession through um, the Swedish Lutheran Church, if, I believe, correct. correctly. Which, which, which was one of the churches I served. I served a, a August, a formerly Augustana Synod Church, which that was their polity forever, uh, never, never not their polity. Yeah. So, and yeah. Redeemer, the church I served, was pretty evangelical and pretty pietistic and pretty all that, but they were also pretty proud of their Augustana Synod uh, heritage. They're, they're Augustana bona fides. They, oh, they were. They, they were very proud of that. Yeah. And uh, so it's, it's kind of funny because, as I said, on the one hand, if the sort of the, the more, you know, ALC type uh, people who are in the same crowd about things with regard to the word of God and all sorts of things. Uh, uh, you know, that, that made them a little bit uncomfortable because that wasn't the deal there. I mean, yeah. you know, that, that, you know, that's, that's your own, that's your own issue. It's not ours. Right. So, right, right. but uh, if you want to, if you want to get wrapped around the axle with that one, knock yourself out. <laughs> you know, that's, that's all. So after uh, serving in West Virginia for yes. a bit, where did you go from there? Uh, I went to Redeemer Lutheran Church in Fridley, Minnesota. It was uh, really my first love in ministry. It was I did my internship there. Uh, they wanted me to stay on, but I figured I not, I don't need to do that. And they they finally asked me to come back, and I said sure, okay, I'll do that. And I was there for seven years, and it was uh, a lot of fun. It was uh, a, a blast. I got to be the. Uh, you know, today people talk about discipleship pastors or teaching pastors. We didn't use language like that then. I was the pastor of mayhem and nonsense. <laughs> and uh, and uh, uh, so that was my official title. And believe me, I we had a lot of that. It was it was Camelot. Uh, let me just say that. It, it was We had a great staff, great team. Pastor Hermeyer was an amazing senior pastor. After him came uh, Pastor Dave Glesney, who's a great senior pastor. Really loved Dave. He's fantastic. Uh, so uh, we had... and, and lifelong friends uh i mean i think look back at those people who are on staff with me in that time and i just love them and every now and then we'll get back together uh, i think being at redeemer prepared me to be the senior pastor here at atonement because they're very similar congregations right. in some respects uh, and um very very similar and uh, so i kind of when i showed up here even though things were not necessarily uh where everybody wanted them to be i said well you know uh, I know where all the chairs go in this place. I, I know I, 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 I know how to, to, to fill them. I know where all the things people because I've, I've seen it work before and I know how, I know how to make this thing work. Yeah. As I said, it's, it's, it's like coming across somebody who had taken the pan off a turbohydromatic uh, uh, you know 400 and, and taken the valve body off and they didn't know how to put it back together.
together and I think, gosh, what am I going to do? It says, is it automatic transmission? I'm terrified. Well, I've done this before. I know how to put that. And so put the little ball there that goes there, a little spring goes there, put that there, get the little gasket that goes there, scrape off that thing and make that flat, make it nice and shiny, uh, put that back on, take the transmission filter, get a new filter, scrape off the gasket and put it back and put the amount of fluid. And we're done. We're ready to go. Come on, let's hit the throttle. Let's have some fun with this thing. It's behind a 455 with 510 foot pounds of torque. Let's go. It wasn't meant to sit in your garage and look pretty. I mean, let's move this thing. So that's kind of what it was. I mean, that's the best metaphor that I can use for coming to atonement was because I'd been at Redeemer. Now, if anyone thinks <clears throat> that Lutheran pastors have a problem with speaking in tongues, I want you to b- rewind that and listen to that again. <laughs> well, there, there might be somebody out there who understands what I just said. Uh, but it, but You need but, an interpreter for tongues. But also. let me put it to you like this. They, they would know exactly. He says, yep, that's, that's exactly how it works. That's... Yeah. So yeah, uh, but but we had a great time. I mean, I, I, I we had just amazing at times, and and we did some great stuff at Redeemer, and I just love that. And so that was just an uh, that was kind of a sweet spot. Uh, uh, three of our four kids were born while we were at Redeemer. Mm-hmm. One on internship, two while we were there. Uh, and the other one was born in, in West Virginia. So well, actually he was born in Pittsburgh, but, uh, who's to say what, where, you know, <laughs> so, um, nevertheless, uh, yeah. The, so it was, it was an amazing time. I mean, as mm-hmm. I said, it, our kids loved it there. It was just, uh, oh, it was, it, it was, it was the kingdom of God on earth uh, at the time. Yeah. Now was it that time? Cause you'd been in the Midwest after seminary, yep. um, a, a, a chunk. Yep. Were you were you fully Midwesternized by that point? Uh, well, you don't need to sense it. Mo- most people, you know, they just think I'm from the godless atheistic East, and uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, they're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> DJ, no, I, 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 you know, you know I, I want you to understand something. My 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 my, my grandfather uh, uh, is 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 a hardcore Midwestern. I mean, he's 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 from uh, Iowa, and then. And then went to the Northwoods of Minnesota, carved out of the Northwoods of Minnesota, mm-hmm. a resort out there. My mother is from yeah. uh, Minnesota and so forth. So uh, uh, then on the other hand, uh, the sated Mrs. Cross, uh, her father is from uh, Viroqua, Wisconsin, where you are either Norwegian or unemployed. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and, 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 and the appropriate, you need to go there, Dana. You need to go there and find out. I'm not lying. Actually, it has changed. There's been kind of, there's been kind of an infestation of sort of free thinkers that have taken over Viroqua in many ways, but I don't know. But, uh, but it's, 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 it's a pretty place. I like Viroqua. Uh, I shouldn't say infestation of free thinkers. I, I, I looked at online the other day and I came across a bookstore. I thought, I'd like to go to that bookstore. I think I'd get along pretty well with this guy. Uh, cause he's got books. I mean, he turned an old tobacco warehouse into a bookstore. And I thought, man, that's cool. Uh, so, um, anyway, uh, yeah. So, uh, so DJ, in, 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 in spite of, of your, uh, uh, sort of insinuation to the contrary, uh, I, I, do have street cred with uh, the Midwest. Uh, uh, so, yes. What, what I was getting at is, I yes, I, I know you have roots, <laughs> but when you live in a place for so long it and grow up there... You mean becomes, the godless atheistic East? Y- yes. I have two daughters mm-hmm. that when they started to, to transform verbally... Mm-hmm into saying things like, forget about it. Forget about it. And uh, gabish. Yep. <laughs> That's right. They, 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 they spent time in Philadelphia. Yes, they, they did. Oh, my goodness. At, 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 at that point, it was when Addie came home and said, guess what we're, we're learning in Thanksgiving? What's that? That we're going to eat toiki. I'm like, toiki. 
Pack up your bags. <laughs> you guys got to go. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. So we went down south to get better accents. Get better. And then Dylan got a southern accent. Yes. Dylan got a southern accent. That's right. That's great. So so um, after Redeemer, where did you go? After Redeemer, I was awarded a doctoral fellowship at Asbury uh, Theological Seminary uh, in Wilmore, Kentucky. Uh, and that was a, a pretty cool thing. As I said, it was a full doctoral fellowship. They paid for me to, to live. They provided us with a townhouse. They d- did all that sort of stuff. That's and great. so I worked on a, uh, a doctoral fellowship. It was uh, the, the, the emphasis of the Beeston Center, uh, which was the unit of Asbury that I was a part of uh, at that time, was on uh, church leadership and biblical preaching. And I focused on biblical preaching. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, But, you know, I still took classes in church leadership. Again, another one of those cool experiences where the people who I went, the, the cohort, that because this was, you leave your parish. You, you don't hang on. You don't do anything else. Your spouse comes with you, uh, and uh, he or she, and we had both uh, spouse types there. Uh, and pardon me for being binary. Uh, but uh, no, um, <laughs> both types. Both types. <laughs> well, we did. We did. There, 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 there were a couple of husbands there because with female pastors and a couple yep. of male pastors and so forth. It was, but the uh, the the, the uh, 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 they were expected not to work. Basically, you put your whole time and it was it was a it was an amazing experience in terms of uh, what we got to do and uh, the field trips we got to take to churches globally uh, and. Uh, uh, did that, uh, and, uh, uh, had, had a blast. I still have inter- interaction with the people that I went that through that program with. That was 20 some years ago, 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was amazing. I just love that. Um, How long were you there? That was a, a, a year long residency followed by we'll pay for two years of your dissertation time. So you better get busy. Wow. And because, uh, you know, I, I'm sort of, I, I channeled my parents tight-fisted Germanists occasionally uh, I, I decided to get it done in two years and and oh, th- so three years total so wow. yeah hit the throttle got got no no ABD for me um, <laughs> for those of you who don't know what ABD means it means all but dissertation right uh, I, I decided that I wanted to get that thing done so we got the dissertation done you're yeah. done yes it uh, it had to do with you're gonna love this one homiletical pedagogy among the I love it. E- evangelical Lutheran Church in America. Hmm. <laughs> Could I get a copy of that? Wow. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know what those words are. <laughs> Homiletical, having to do with preaching or sermons. Pedagogy, having to do with uh, um, um, uh, teaching or showing someone how to do something. Uh, and Evangelical Lutheran Church, well, I'll let you interpret that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so That's, then after that, after that, uh, after that, I was homeless, unemployed, living in my mother-in-law's basement, sleeping on a daybed for about a year. Mm. Uh, uh, that was a, that was one of the lowest points in my life, uh, in my ministry. I kind of didn't know what was <clears> going <throat> to happen to me. I had turned down a call immediately following my completion of the residency, and didn't know the odyssey that I was going to be going on, but. Um, um, I wasn't a bad day bed. I mean, the, the <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, as I we, we saying it like that, you sound it sounds so terrible. But I mean, uh, she, she lived in a nice home. But as I said, we did live in the basement. We did sleep on a day bed. We, I, you know, I had no home, and uh, I was unemployed for almost a year, uh, uh, trying to. 
I, I used the time to write my dissertation. So I was fortunate in that regard. Uh, but um, it was it was an interesting time. It shaped me a lot more than I thought it would. Um, and uh, it helped me recognize uh, uh, God's in charge. I'm not. Um, and uh, uh, I didn't miss any meals. Um, and uh, that was good. Uh, uh, my kids uh, got an opportunity to be with the three remaining remaining grandparents that they had for a season, which they didn't. Uh, one one of the challenges of being a pastor that you know is more itinerant, like I've had a t- itinerant ministry, is that um, uh, your kids don't have the same sort of advantages of being close to family that mm-hmm. others do. And so uh, the I- idea, because my dad was in the Air Force, and so the idea of being close to family, that just didn't enter into the equation ever. And the same is true for my kids, uh, that we were, my ministry has <coughs> been far more itinerant than than many people's. And, and so um, uh, my kids didn't get a chance to be around grandma and grandpa much. And so that year they were able to do that. So that was a real blessing. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. And I got my dissertation written too. So that Good. was better yet. And then after it was after that, uh, St. Mary Magdalene, the Basilica of St. Mary Magdalene. Yes, absolutely. Famed. Or as I'm, I'm fond of calling it the St. Mary Magdalene Lutheran church victory center. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you, you, every, you, if you're in a, if you kind of run in the Pentecostal circles, you, you got to have a victory center. And I had a lot of friends that, that I mean, you, you, you just got to have a victory center. And so I, uh, I, I called, cause if you saw the building, you know, it, it did not look like a victory center. Uh, and, uh, uh, so, uh, it, nor did it look like a basilica either. Let's just be kidding. But anybody, uh, there, there was a lot of controversy with regard to the name St. Mary Magdalene Lutheran Church. Uh, uh, you know, um, the people that named it that were very proud of it. They, they loved it. And I, you know, certainly, you know, that, that was their prerogative. Mm-hmm. However, as the next pastor in, I came to realize it was a pretty tough, tough thing in terms of evangelism. Because the fact of the matter is, is it's just a... It's a massive theological non sequitur. I, I, you know, I, I understand the whole reasoning behind it. I understand the thoughts behind it. God bless them. I appreciate that. No, no aspersions on that. But from a very pragmatic perspective, it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people immediately see St. Mary and they think it's either a Catholic church or a hospital. And then they saw the building and they said, it's neither of those things. <laughs> so, uh, uh, it's neither of those things. So, uh, you know, that was, uh, that was unfortunate. And, and again, you know, I, there were, there were some stressful things with regard to that and some conflict with regard to that. And mm-hmm. cause I tried changing the name and, uh, there was more conflict with regard to that, but mm-hmm. uh, I was there for eleven years. That was that was the fun. That was the longest uh, uh, time. Uh, it, it it was um, not what I expected, but um, another good thing that happened to me there from, was for my family. Uh, even though I, 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 two two amazing things happened to me there. I got some great friends. Three amazing things. Got some really good friends there. Also, uh, you, the kind of typical things that you run into in, in a a typical suburban Lutheran church you run into that because you're just in the twin cities. Well, as I'm fond of saying uh, that Lutheran Minnesota is the place where Lutherans are most dense mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and, and, and no place are they more dense than in the twin cities. Yes. Um, 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 Oh, oh! Do you think I meant something else? There's a lot of them there, DJ. Did, was there was there something else? You no, think no, 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 no. I, I figured you meant uh, quantity. Quantity, yes, absolutely. Not quality. Not not. 
not that sort of density. Uh, I, still, I, I, I take credit. You know, Ryan, you're talking about things made up. I still take credit for that joke. I really do. <laughs> I, I am the founder of that joke. Uh, so, uh, and um, uh, some people take great offense at it. That makes it even a better joke. Trying to remember my, my uh, Twin Cities... Uh, uh, the way things are laid out. Savage is near Minnetonka? No, Savage is south of the river. It's uh, okay. near Burnsville. But um, it's but it's an it's it's a nice suburb. It's not uh is it it's not an inner ring suburb, right? It's no, it's Sa- Savage is uh, um has two parts to Savage. It's above the bluff and below the bluff. Below the bluff is the old river town and railroad town of Savage. And it's just an old river and railroad town. Yep. Uh, and it's where uh, M.W. Savage had the great racehorse, the great Dan Patch. Uh, um, and uh, there's a movie about that, Dana. You should see it was done in 1944. Uh, in, in, in <laughs> sure, the, she's going to run right out <laughs> to, in, in black gonna and white. going to write it down. Oh, yeah, you... <laughs> Go to, I take two video. I, you know, I just saw. I think it was on. Where did I see it? I think it was on HBO Max that I saw it streaming. I think that's where mm. I saw it. And I, and I actually watched it, and it was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even by the by standards of those, I mean, this was just. It was so cornball. It wasn't funny. It was, it was painfully cornball. Uh, but in any case, I mean, you don't just, you don't denigrate Dan Patch in, in Savage, Minnesota, because uh, they have Dan Patch days and this, that, and the other thing. But uh, no, it's uh, and then above the bluff is uh, the land of McMansions. Uh, oh, the, sure. The 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 the, uh, uh, the new uh, young successful young people with you know um, five thousand square foot homes on quarter acre right. lots, yeah, and right. that sort of stuff, yeah. And DJ, did you mean uh, inside or outside of the interstate loop? Is that what you were trying? To I ask? don't. I don't remember what. Uh, it's outside. There's this whole. There's this whole thing about older suburbs or the inner ring that yeah. are just around the periphery of Minneapolis, St. Mm-hmm. Paul. Great. We're sure. not. Sure. Not, we're below. Then, we're called yeah. south of the river. Okay. South okay. of the river. That's what. Yeah. I know. I've been there. I just I, uh, the brain gets foggy yeah. after a while. But, then, but it was also there that I was able to uh, uh, because. I mean, it was an interesting place, but uh, uh, the expectations weren't real high. Uh, but I was able to uh, teach at the Master's Institute. So I, I did that. That's kind of where I, I got to be a part of the ground floor of something new with the Master's Institute, kind of a, an alternative seminary cooked up yeah. in the mind of Paul Anderson. And uh, uh, and the Master's Institute, of all the things that have, boy, I tell you, you know, uh, it has, it is, uh, it's got traction. We've got nine new students at the Master's Institute this year, so that's a pretty impressive. That's uh, very good, uh, particularly for the type of seminary that it is. And uh, uh, so we're really excited about that. And I'm kind of back to teaching there again. To a, not not to the degree I was then, but uh, uh, you know more so than I have been in the past. So that's sure. going to be fun. And uh, so yeah, that I got to do that then, uh, and uh, and I got to meet a lot of people, and I got to have lots and lots and lots of interns uh, there. I had. <laughs> uh, 12 interns, I think, there. and uh, wow. Well, that was the next question I wanted to ask you. So have, had all of your interns been at um, Mary Magdalene? No, no. I had f- uh, four uh, at Redeemer and Fridley, uh, and then a bunch at uh, uh, Mary Magdalene, and then two at um, uh, at, at uh, Seguin, and then the one that got away. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I have been waiting for you, Obi-Wan. <laughs> when I came to you, I was but a learner. Now I am the master. <laughs> and you know who you are. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> and I've 
also had two others here uh, in addition to that. Not not in the in a more f- formal sense of that, but uh, you know, in in a more loose sense of inter- internship thing. Well, I, well, and it it seems like that's been of all the different things that you've done in ministry, that is one that I see. You can really you can really see your fingerprints mm-hmm. um, throughout throughout the wider church, not just here, because that. Is that nineteen? Uh, I believe so. Is that nineteen twenty? You know, the the end ones don't clearly. You know, as I said, they're not quite the same. But at least that. Um, yeah, um, uh, I've had some really I've been blessed to, to be able to 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 sow into the lives of other people's ministry. Uh, Dale Galloway um, uh, reminded us when we were in the Beeson program at Asbury Seminary that uh, basically a, a good pastor doesn't do the work of ten people, but gets ten people to the work of ten people. Mm-hmm. And you know. Um, uh, the fact of the matter is, is that uh, somebody's got to sow into the lives of uh, people who are starting out. I had an I had an amazing experience, although it was somewhat of a conflict experience with uh, uh, my experience as being an apprentice mechanic. It it shaped me, it formed me. Uh, Jack did a great job, even in spite of the fact that he just said, "Why do I want to do this?" But he he did <laughs> teach me a lot. He he taught me more about people than he did about transmissions. Uh, and uh, so I, to which I'm very grateful for Jack. Uh, Jack was one of the greatest generation. He was one of those world, late, late World War II people. Mm-hmm. And he even drove around in a Willis Jeep. It was great. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean a surplus Willis Jeep, not, not like a Chrysler Willis Jeep or an American Motors Willis Jeep. I mean a real honest-to-goodness surplus one. He had one of those, and it was just something. It was fun. He would drove, drive that all the time. Uh, but, uh, you know, he taught me a lot that, that that's what you got to do. You got to sow into people's lives. Uh, uh, Pastor Hermeyer, uh, my internship supervisor, he taught me that you got to sow into people's lives. And so uh, uh, that kind of clicked with me. And I thought, well, you know, um, I, I want to provide uh, interns with the best possible internship they can have. And that's kind of been my uh, purpose statement that uh, I would tell the interns when they started. I says, uh, you are going to have the best internship experience you could possibly have. If you don't, it's my fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I haven't done what I've needed to do to make sure that you have that great experience about learning of that year of internship. Uh, LCMC doesn't do internship quite the same way anymore. So it makes, makes it a little bit more challenging. Uh, so, um, but I still love that. That's the th- I mean, if I could do that for the rest of my life, I'd still do that for the rest of my life. Yeah. So, um, so if you want to see the the uh, as DJ, you were talking about the fingerprints. If you're out there and you want to see something, well, you probably won't see it anymore. But uh, uh, go to an LCMC <laughs> annual gathering. You don't. If you're with Pastor Paul Cross, you don't have to walk around to talk to people. They'll come to you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> what was the comment you made about the dense indentations in the walls and the hallways and uh, <laughs> Upper Arlington? <laughs> Clear a path. Yeah. <laughs> it's Paul. <laughs> you know, it, Sarah was with us then, wasn't she? Or was it you? It was uh, uh, Jen. Jen, that's right. Yep, Jen, Jen it it kind of annoyed Jen. You know, as I said, <laughs> Jen, Jen was just a little annoyed by this because this guy, there's nothing special about him. He, he, what, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> Oh, oh uh, unwise young man. Yeah, they were putting holes in the drywall trying to move out of the way yeah. for, for Paul to there, there, I'm sure there was some genuflection going on. <laughs> you know Paul Cross? <laughs> oh, but I do. <laughs> Ryan's building a street pad off of Paul's name. Well, you know, it, 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 you know uh, uh, I had a good friend of mine that a long time ago, uh, 
uh, Todd once said to me, he said, Paul, you, you, you'll not ever pastor one of the largest <coughs> churches in our field. You're just not. But boy, you have people. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I have minions. They're referred to as minions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and they all are very respectful. And uh, it's, it, it, but I, I joke that one day, I'll, I'll call upon them for a favor. <laughs> uh, they, they get the access. As a matter of fact, one of them texted me today. She asked, uh, uh, after, uh, uh, this, this was neat. She, she, she said, uh, uh, after, uh, uh, after Sunday uh, is the 1-800-ASK-PAUL hotline still uh, operational, uh, to which I said, yes, it is. Yes, but, um, so there's not going to so, be a charge, right? But, uh, this, yeah. Yes. It's going to, no, I don't want to say it's one of those 900 numbers. Cause that's a very seedy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so after <laughs> after your time in Savage, you went to Seguin for a time. Uh, well, yes, I went to. Well, no, in between there, there was one interim uh, in um, uh, Menominee, Wisconsin, and I love Menominee, Wisconsin. It's in a land called the the Driftless, I think is what that's called, and it's this beautiful, beautiful part of the country. I just, you know, I just think it's gorgeous. But I always thought Menominee was interestingly named. It's a college town, and it says "Me No Money." Uh, so thinking, yeah. Most <laughs> the people leaving there that's pretty true I, 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 you know later on our daughter would go to uh, University of Wisconsin Stout and I, I, I saw a great way for her to make money there but she didn't want to do this uh, she was in the fashion design program there and uh, uh, you know you go to go to parents day and you get you know like Concordia dad or Cobber dad or you know bison dad or bison mom and I says I thought well you know because this would have been a way to make money. I and mean, the parents wouldn't have bought these t-shirts, but, but the kids would have definitely uh, bought them for their parents. Like, how about this one? Stout mom. Yes. <laughs> I, I think it's a great idea. It's a million dollar idea. I'm giving it away. My daughter didn't like it, the idea either. She thought this is bad. It never got legs. Uh, never, it never, never got, got legs, legs, as I said, but it's, it's, it's hilarious. I think, you know, stout mom. Uh, and, Oh man! Uh, well, their marketing department sat for a very long time on that. Every time I hear the name of the town, yes. I think that's Menominee. Because that's where I Menominee. Do, 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 do. Everybody does. That's pretty good. That's true. <laughs> but it's a great little town. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I like it. And I, and I served a church there, uh, New Life Lutheran, uh, mm. NALC Church. Uh, I was interim there. So, um, uh, I did enjoy that. I had a blast. And then when they had a farewell for me, somebody, 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 he was, uh, he, he had a, a herd of beef cattle, a special herd. I don't know what the special kind of name, but he got me a two pound porterhouse. Was oh, one of wow. the going wow. away gifts. Oh man, bless God! I can still taste it. <laughs> oh my! Oh, bless me, bless me. Tell me about John. Oh, goodness gracious! That was a piece of cow, man. That was a dead piece of cow. <laughs> Holy cow! That was good. Holy yes. cow! Holy cow! And then, and then we went to Seguin. Now, Seguin is a funny place because, first of all, if you see the word uh, in print, you have no concept of how to pronounce it. I yeah. just, it just S E G U I N Seguin or something like yeah, that. Seguin. It's, Seguin. it's Seguin, uh, named after Juan Seguin, um, uh, uh, who was a uh, uh, Tejano patriot and. Uh, 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 nevertheless, I'd lived there before when my dad was in the Air Force we, as a little kid. So I knew, not only did I know where it was, but I knew how to pronounce it, which stunned the call committee. That was, uh, they, they that were, was an advantage. That was absolutely. They're like, he knows how to say it. He's hired. Yeah, he's one he's of in. us. He's in. And, uh, and it was an interesting place, as I said. It, uh, uh, my 
kid, my two older kids didn't, my two younger kids were still in high school. They wanted to stay put. They didn't want to transfer high schools. And so we had a commuter marriage. Uh, Rhonda would fly down every other week. And uh, I was going to say that was probably a tough time in uh, family. It was a family very, life. Very hard time in family life. Yeah, absolutely. Because we were separated for three years. And, okay. uh, uh, and, and that's not fun because sometimes it wasn't every two weeks. Sometimes it'd be as much as six weeks mm-hmm. uh, and didn't see the kids. Uh, so that was also kind of, it was hardest on them, I think. Uh, but uh, uh, it was good stuff, though, nevertheless. Uh, I met some fine people there. You know, uh, uh, the Texans know how to eat. And, uh, and boy, <laughs> and, uh, man, when I want to tell you something, um, you know, God, God bless. Uh, 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 and, I, and, I, and I defy, I defy, you know, here's a plate <laughs> of uh, spoiled fish laced with poison. Um, <laughs> and it looks like ghost jello and, and here is Gross. a breakfast taco it's true uh, with, made with brisket fresh brisket that just off the smokehouse which mm-hmm. is out back um what are you gonna pick right i mean uh, as wouldn't I said, you like some of this fish jello fish yeah jello. yeah sorry sorry you know as i said i, I i'm going with the breakfast we'll tacos. put we'll put melted butter on it yeah come, it's okay you go right ahead and that's all you it get comes just with, the oh, yeah. it I'll comes put, with a clothespin i'll put hot sauce on the breakfast taco I, I, i'm telling you uh uh they uh they had they actually had a smokehouse behind the behind the the church and it was huge and it was it was amazing yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, was, it was really great <laughs> if you like uh, cooked cow mm-hmm. if you like dead yeah. cow man this, yeah. is, this is the place to be I mean you know, gosh if you're one of those horrible people you know having cows you know that that their flate is destroys the destroys the ozone or something well, like that. Well, you're doing your part. You're getting rid of them. Yep. So as yeah, much as you can. Exactly. <laughs> Adding to the flatus is that. What I'm doing? <laughs> Uh, so then it was then Notice it was how they changed it up <laughs> yeah, real quick here. Uh, then it was back north. <laughs> then back up here. Yes, I came to Atonement Lutheran uh, in February. Uh, God said uh, leave Texas, and I did. And uh, in uh, February, in February, well, I left actually in January and uh, came here <laughs> took February. Till February for him to get here. Yeah, exactly. It took yeah, really. <laughs> By the time he thawed, it was. <laughs> So, so yeah, and then I, then I came to atonement. Yeah, that that's the story right there. There it is. There it is. And you've been, you, you've served as senior pastor at atonement for seven years. That's correct. Mm. Yeah, I started out on the eighth of uh, February, and today uh, is the twenty eighth is going to be uh, my final Sunday, which interestingly enough is the sixty eighth anniversary of my baptism. DJ, wow. you, that, that should. That, See, I, it all comes together for you, Paul. It, it just uh, see, it's written in the stars. It, it is, you know, and, and it just kind of gets under your skin. Doesn't it, that, that in spite of my Philippist tendencies, and in spite of my, in spite of my alleged syncretism, in spite of my uh, secret crypt, uh, crypto Calvinistic ideas, yeah. in spite of of my Pietism, I really have my Lutheran Union card right down. You there. know, it, 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 I think I think the the fact of the matter is secretly. Outside of anyone's awareness, you're really a Gnasio Lutheran. <laughs> Deep no, down. No, none of them would ever admit that. They, <laughs> they would, there, there's a line saying, this is false. <laughs> this is not, most certainly not true. Right, how do you, wrong. Wrong. <laughs> wrong. Oh, oh, oh John McLaughlin. McLaughlin. More, wrong. <laughs> Ah, uh, well, there's uh, there's the backstory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as you said, the 28th, which if everything comes together is today. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, it, this is your last Sunday 
uh, as senior pastor at Atonement yes. Lutheran Church. Correct. Or maybe anywhere, who knows? It's true. Uh, what's what is in the windshield? We we just spent a lot of time in the rearview mirror. Yeah. What what is in the windshield for well, I Paul Cross? I don't know. Thanks for asking, Ryan. I do. Uh, I, I I don't know. Um, uh, You've been to all fifty states. I've, I've just now been to my fiftieth. I've been to all fifty states. Where are uh, you at with your uh, national parks? National parks. I'm I'm uh, at uh, forty national parks. So there's sixty three or four and so i've got 20 some left uh the tough ones are the ones that are left uh, mm-hmm. uh like uh, gates of the arctic the toughest one though is probably going to be not tough but expensive is uh the uh one in american samoa that's a, that's a hard because you get a fly there and sure. they and they've been particularly careful about the whole covid thing not mm-hmm. letting folks back in uh but that'd be a fun one that'd be pretty mm-hmm. you talk about mm-hmm. south pacific that'd be beautiful uh then um an, another well dry tortuga is another one that you have to take a plane or a boat plane or a boat to uh we're gonna try to get that one deck next year that's in the uh, you know, everybody thinks Key West is the you know most remote key. That's not true. It's Dry Tortuga. I mean, it's way out there. Uh, there's no, you're not building a causeway to that, at least not one, <laughs> not a cheap one. Um, uh, although you did build a a, a, a antebellum a Civil War fort out there, uh, Fort Fort Jefferson's there. Um, uh, then uh, let's see here other ones that are kind of tough to get to. Uh, the, the the ones in in Alaska are particularly challenging there's no we have to fly into them the ones mm-hmm. that have not been there um there's a couple in in west texas uh guadalupe mountains uh, uh big bend uh carlsbad caverns uh famous right now this lately as we've been talking there's flooding going on there no. um sure. uh, white sands uh new mexico looking forward to that by the way uh, mm-hmm. new mexico is a part of the united states uh <laughs> oh gosh both my brothers were born in New Mexico, and you know the, the 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 pain that they've gone through to try to explain. Yes, New Mexico is a part of America, the United <laughs> States, and actually has been for a very long time. <laughs> in the movie Young Guns, they referred to New Mexico and Old Mexico. Well, old yeah. Mexico, yeah, yeah. Yes. Old yeah. Mexico. Okay, there you go. So uh, uh, I suppose I'll teach some still. I, I've got two. Three teaching things lined up yet, and possibly a fourth. Uh, but uh, I don't know. You know, uh, let me let me put it like this: If you want to understand me in retirement, you need to see the first scene of the first episode of the first season <laughs> of Star Trek: Picard. Okay, that's a must. Um, that when when you see the first scene of the first episode of the first season of star trek picard you will understand how i feel about retirement sure is it similar to tom brady is it similar to tom brady Uh, you know uh you you had to get that jab against lisa there you know uh, lisa's been kind of sort of been nice and pleasant to you lately you kind of got to kick the hornet's nest again don't you uh yeah i suppose i i I, I suppose but you you got Actually, that whole first season of Star Trek Picard really kind of says it. But that first scene and how the first scene ends okay. is all, it's, it's what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you, and if you see that, you'll say, yeah, that figures. Yeah. yeah that now, figures. this next question, you don't have to answer. Well, let me throw one in here real quick because I just want a quick answer. Um, Star Trek or Star Trek The Next Generation? Mm. Uh, Star Trek. Because of... 
it's better quality or because no, it's so quality. iconic? Uh, the, no, they're, they're, they're so bad. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's more, yeah, it's more iconic. And, and you know, let, you know, basically what you have is two Shakespearean actors. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, the, uh, both of those guys are uh, uh, Shakespearean actors, Patrick Stewart and, and William Shatner. That's what they did before they did this. Mm-hmm. And so that's what comes through. Uh, and so you see one Shakespearean actor trying to be better than the other. And uh, uh, if you want to see them both be really bad, watch Star Trek Generations. That's what, that, that, that'll, that'll show you how bad it can get. Uh, no, I, I, it, I, I, you know, I like the supporting cast in uh, uh, the original series, particularly uh, 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 Doctor McCoy. He, mm-hmm. He's he's just great. I mm-hmm. just I just love his his lines are are are, are just fantastic. Bless you, Spock. Must you always be so damn logical? <laughs> I'm a doctor, Jim. He's <laughs> got it down. Oh yes, absolutely. Divorce. He's, he's seen Divorce a few. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've seen a few of them. I've seen a few of them <laughs> repeatedly. Yeah, absolutely, and 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 of course, you don't need to ask the question about the other star science fiction fantasy wars. <laughs> yes, exactly. You, you don't need to ask that. We question. won't bring it up. We don't need to bring it up. Science. Okay, so you don't have to answer this question, sure. but anybody who has has seen or had a glimpse. Of uh, of notes and things like this. Are there any plans for a Pastor Paul Cross uh, library, pastoral library? Well, you know, if I can get my son Ian off the dime, or find somebody else who's, if I, you know, <laughs> shame him. No, he's he's a great kid. He's got his own life to live. But uh, he talked me into uh, getting a web domain, mm. and uh, uh, I. I, I I don't know how to put all this stuff together, and I don't know what people would want, and I would have to edit all this stuff tremendously. But I do have a a fair amount of notes. I'd You've say, got a library. I do. Mm-hmm. There's I, no doubt about it. I do. I, I do. But uh, <clears throat> I've seen people with more. I mean, like I have like right around, oh, I'd say somewhere a little over 3,000 pages of single space notes and stuff like that. You know, so there's a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a lot. But I know a guy who's got 11,000 pages. Wow. I mean, so, I mean, I, I and he does have a website. But I do have the web domain name, uh, but I don't know how long I'm going to keep it. But it, mm-hmm. it's uh, but the, that's the thing. And also keep the uh, daily discovery thing going and alive and making sure that that keeps going. Because that's still, you know, that's getting people in the word of God is my deal. I mean, mm-hmm. that's it. You know, I, I, apart from the next generation of, of, of Christian leaders, which was the internship thing. Uh, that's my big, those, those are the two big deals yeah. in my life, getting people in God's word uh, uh, to, to, you know, to enrich people with the, uh, with uh, God's word so they can go out and engage the world for Christ. That's mm-hmm. kind of been my lifetime motto. And the other is to provide uh, that godly foundation for the next generation. So those are the two. That's kind of Paul Cross is as simple as it can be. Sure. Well, okay. uh, you know, not that you're looking for one, mm-hmm. but for a professional legacy, that's about as good as it gets. You know, I'm really not looking for. I'm going to say I, I don't want <laughs> yeah. one of those. No, I know, I know, I know. But it doesn't. <laughs> My matter. legacy is he walked on pews when he was at this church. <laughs> <laughs> he did things that we told our children never to do at home. <laughs> He said hell 47 times in his last sermon, and my little eight-year-old didn't know what to do. He had an engine block next to the altar. He did have an engine block next to the altar and was wearing coveralls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there that, was medical equipment? There was medical equipment. That That is what my legacy is going to be, DJ. I have a feature for you. It doesn't have anything to do with anything so, so, so pious or righteous as any of that other stuff. <laughs> In recent memory, all that stuff will stand, I think, in the yeah. long term. Oh, bless you. There you go. Which yeah. is, you know, as I said, part of part of going to LCMC 
national convention with me. It's kind of fun. Yeah, that was a blast. You know, Ryan, it's funny that you say that because my first experience with Paul at an LCMC gathering was when I was in call process to come here. Okay. I'd never met Paul before. And I know a lot of people in LCMC, a lot. And my first experience, I remember you, you came in from your hotel. I came in from my hotel. We met uh, outside and then walked into the main area. And it was like being with a minor celebrity. <laughs> I was so surprised. And so what, what does Paul do? He very graciously goes and sits down and people begin coming to <laughs> him. not a joke. Like the Godfather. I mean, it was... Kiss the ring. <laughs> DJ, and, you, you, you did not read the fine print in your letter, Paul. <laughs> there will come a day when I'll need a favor. Uh, believe it or not... That's what he's doing. He's just collecting rec favors. Recently, I've had to call on that from somebody, from an individual, and he seemed a bit recalcitrant about doing that. He thought I was kidding uh, about recalling that favor, and it, it, it seemed a little bit odious to him, and I reminded him of... Uh, his responsibility. Yes. <laughs> yes. Why do you insult me with this? Yeah. On my daughter's wedding day. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. I remember a time when you uh, uh, loaned a book to a man and told him if he doesn't bring it back, he's got to bring his firstborn child. Firstborn, and the firstborn child's adorable, too. That's, <laughs> that's, that is one cute little girl, and he's very fortunate to bring. I think his wife sort of made sure that he brought that book back. Because uh, yes, of all she's the, rather fond of the first. It, she's rather, yes. rather fond of that that, that child. She and the and the, and the and the young lady is quite adorable. She she is definitely takes after her mother. There's, there's, <laughs> no, there, there's no question about that. Uh, that's not you, you know, no, no. Let's just be honest. As I said, if you met the other, uh, the individual, the book borrower in question, you'd say, "Well, I'm not so sure." I, <laughs> he has trouble finding himself sometimes, and. Uh, uh, but love the guy. You know that he knows that I love him. Oh yeah, uh, and he is a minion. There's no question about him being a minion. But um, as I said, I, I and I and I, I let him know how valuable this book was to mm -hmm. me. And he, he again still. Um, yeah, he knew the score. He knew. Yeah. As I said, it's not. It's not as if that this was some mystery to him or it was unexplained. You know, um, the, the sergeant, the sergeant inculcated me in a, a great virtue of communication. The sergeant always believed that you should communicate in such a way not to be understood. But the sergeant believed that you should communicate in such a way that you cannot be misunderstood. Yes. Uh, and uh, that was always the case with the sergeant. And uh, uh, so, uh, you know, I, I've tried to do that. And I certainly tried to do that in this case. And uh, still, still, uh, somehow he felt that I was... Uh, uh, not being serious. Did you use serious words like Gehenna? Gehenna, yes, I <laughs> yes I used words like Gehenna, and I I I did explain to his his wife that soon uh, there would be somebody coming. So, uh, <laughs> so the book got hit, got back quick. So. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Well, oh, Paul, I'll man. tell you what. I I, uh, I I think we could we could keep going for a couple more hours. Please and don't. It would be so much fun. <laughs> it would be so much fun, but. Um, uh, I think we're at that time. Yep. Yeah, it, it uh, we are, and <clears throat> and uh, we have been blessed by your by your presence here, no yeah. doubt. Well, there you no go. doubt about yeah. it. 
mm-hmm. personally, professionally, all of it. Well, yep. It's been phenomenal. I, and I've been as well, as I said, it's, this has been a, a lot of fun. Uh, it's been some challenges. There's no question about it. It hasn't all been fun. It's all been, there, there's some kingdom of God stuff. And anytime there's kingdom of God stuff, there's uh, opposition, there's conflict, there's all kinds of stuff that goes on with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, you try to be as humble about it as you possibly can. And uh, you try to remember that it's not about you. It's, it's about... Um, it's about the God at work in you, and that's what's most important to keep in mind. And uh, uh, God does amazing things through his son, Jesus Christ. So uh, mm-hmm. uh, keeping that in mind, uh, it has been uh, an amazing time. Um, certainly, it cannot profess perfection by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, it certainly cannot uh, express uh, like uh, righteousness and everything. But I, I can express the idea, and it just comes back to me over and over again, those those words that we say every Sunday, but we forget. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Forgiveness is so critically important into what we do because we need to ask for it a lot because sometimes we're not uh, making things the way we should do it, doing things the way we should. So we need to ask for forgiveness all the time. It's important, important to do that. And also, not only that, be uh, forgiving. Uh, somebody once asked me, uh, what were the thing, what were the values I wish to inculcate into my children? And I said uh, this, I said, I pray that they live graced lives and that they live gracious lives, that they recognize their need for grace and that they in turn recognize their need to be gracious people in return. So there it is right there. There it is. That was great. Yes. Dare I say awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I had that one written down for a long time. <laughs> you know, Ryan, God alone is awesome. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. <laughs> Please. Um, uh, would anybody like to pray? Otherwise, I will pray us out of here. I would like Pastor Cross to pray. Oh, yeah. there we go. Very good. Uh, and they got fa- someone decent who can do it. <laughs> I believe anyone can. <laughs> Father, we give you thanks and praise for uh, uh, the life lived at the shadow of the cross, uh, the life lived uh, in the hope of the resurrection, the life lived together uh, in community with people that you have called to the cross and called to that same hope of the resurrection. So now, Lord, uh, send your spirit into our lives that we might continue this this glorious message to the next generation and to those generations yet to come. For we ask it in Jesus' name, and we're bold to say, Amen. 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 Go eat pizza and serve the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Paul, thank you. You bet. It's good to be here. Oh, it was great. All right. It's a great day in North Dakota. It is. Amen. If you are looking for a place to join us for worship, you can do that every Sunday at 9 and 10.30 a.m. at atonement.live, atonementfargo.org, or on YouTube, where you can also find uh, past uh, Bible studies, services, messages, episodes of that podcast. You can find all of that at Atonement by searching Atonement Fargo. So for Dana Mashevsky, Pastor DJ Lura, and Pastor Paul Cross, I'm Ryan Janke. Thank you for being here. We'll see you next time on another riveting episode. This one is really riveting. Yes. Yeah. So was episode of that podcast.